May we be a people that so love the living God that the straight, simple preaching of His living Word is what seizes and holds our attention. Verse 24 again, and you'll call upon the name of your God. I will call upon the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire. He is God. And all the people answered, it is well spoken. So what I notice here is that the people answer. In verse 19, they refuse to answer. So why do they answer here? But verse 19, they refuse to answer. They answer here because what's being put to them is something completely different. In verse 19, they were given a spiritual challenge. Commit to Yahweh or commit to Baal. And we said then that silence is the easiest way to remain uncommitted. So they will not commit to Yahweh, which means by default they committed to Baal. But here, what's put to them is something completely different. What's here is not a a spiritual challenge to take a stand or to make a decision. What's put to them here is an invitation to watch a good show. And that's something they can't respond to. This is an invitation. Elijah says, what say? They say, sounds like a good idea. Let's watch the show. We're, we're all in the mood for a good miracle. We're all in the mood to be entertained. Let's watch a good show. So what we see here is that the heart, we're going to think now about the Israelites' hearts. The heart that refuses to commit to God and wants to continue hopping back and forth between the true God and false gods, when that heart is coupled together with with this, this desire to see a show, to be entertained by a show of the miraculous, those two things together say to us something of the wickedness of that heart. When the heart that refuses to commit to God and wants instead both God's eternal blessings and the earthly blessings of false gods, when that heart refuses to take a stand for God, but then at the same time says, well, we'd sure love to see a show. Put those two things together and that speaks volumes of the wickedness of that heart. You want to hear Jesus talk about that? Let's look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 and 39. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered Jesus saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But Jesus answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. Those are Jesus' words. Now, if anything, these Israelites could be described as adulterous. If, any, if there is one word that describes them, one phrase that could describe them, that's spiritual adulterers. And Jesus says, it is adulterers. It is wicked people who desire to see signs, who want to sit back and, and watch a show. It is His pledge of His promised presence that's the basis of our faith, not some miraculous show that He might show us. The heart that 
continually, we've spoken about this before recently, the heart that continually wants to, in the story of Gideon, put out the fleece and constantly be shown signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, That is the heart that does not please the Lord. That is the heart that does not trust in the Lord and does not please Him. Remember how Thomas, remember Thomas? Okay, Thomas says, I'm not going to believe until I see. And then Thomas does see and he believes. And Jesus says in John 20, verse 29 there, blessed are those who have not seen and will never see. And yet they will believe. You see, there is no inherent power in the miraculous. There's there's no inherent power, no inherent converting power in seeing the miraculous. If seeing the miraculous had the power to save, then a whole lot of people in the New Testament saw miracles. Some of them believed, some of them didn't believe. Why? Because simply seeing the miraculous has no power to save. Just like we said recently about the judgments of how Ahab and Elijah are both suffering under the same judgment from God, but it has a completely different effect for Elijah than it does for Ahab. And we said at that time that the judgments of God on their own have no power to convert. In the same vein, we can see here that the miraculous alone has no power to convert either because there's no inherent converting power in the miraculous. If you will not believe upon the Lord by the simple preaching of His Word, then neither will you believe by seeing miraculous things in your life. Remember the rich man? who's in hell and cries out to God, God, I'm worried about my brothers. Can you just send somebody to them? And God says, well, Abraham says to them, well, they've they've got Moses and the prophets. If they don't believe them, then neither will they believe if somebody comes back from the dead. In other words, if they won't believe the straight simple preaching of the Word of the Lord, then they won't believe if they see 10,000 miracles. Now, for just the last few moments, let's make this even more basic. As we talk about miracles and how uh, sometimes we can have a heart that just, just, just yearns to see the miraculous. I can believe if I just see the miraculous. If God would just do this mighty miracle in my life, I could believe my faith would be strengthened. But let's take it to an even more basic level. Um, There are many people, there are a great many people who are drawn to the preaching of the Word of God with a healthy dose of entertainment. Entertaining stories, funny jokes. There are a great number of people whose attention cannot be held by the simple, straight preaching of the Word of God, instead it needs to be made more interesting through other means. Now, hear me well. I'm not saying that the preaching of the Word of God should be dull. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be dull because the Word of God is not dull. But you've encountered them, I've encountered them, all of us have. We know this to be a a growing cultural phenomenon that a growing number of people will say, if that man can't hold my attention for 25 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, then then that's not the anointed preaching of God. And the takeaway from this lesson is, if 
The simple, straightforward preaching of the Word of God cannot hold your attention on its own, then you can't mix that together with other earthly things and think that what you're going to come up with is the anointed preaching of the Word of God. We have a whole church culture that's built upon the idea that in order for the Word of God to be received, it has to be dressed up. Now, again, please hear me well. It is a sin to preach the Word of God in such a way that bores people out of their seats. That that should not happen. But, again, we've got this whole church culture that says, well, if that's not the way it's presented to me, I'm moving on to the next one. That's why we have such a huge industry, if you will, of radio preachers, podcast preachers, video preachers who are holding the attentions of people not because they're giving the straightforward preaching of God's Word, but because they're good at telling stories and they're good at making things interesting and they're good at telling jokes. That is not to say that any of that is necessarily bad, but when our church culture grows up with this idea that if if that man is not interesting, we're moving on. That is the wrong way for a church to evaluate the anointed preaching of God's Word. May we be a people that so loved the living God that the straight, simple preaching of His living Word is what seizes and holds our attention. May we be a people that never judge the anointing of the preaching of the Word of God by interesting things, that are interesting ways that it may or may not be served up to us. May we be a people whose, whose hearts are not enslaved to entertain. entertain. You know, we, we all live in a world. This is so lamentable. This is so regrettable. Our world has so changed your thinking. This is what smartphones and computers have done to us because in our hand, we have instant entertainment all the time. And because we have instant entertainment, your brains are being reprogrammed to need entertainment all the time. This is why we so often find it hard to focus on just the Word of God or to focus on our private worship time, or however it may be. This is why we find it so hard, because our world says to us, you've got to be entertained at every moment. Even when you're pumping gas now, you've got to have a screen there entertaining you. Instead of a mind that is cultivated to be seized by the Word of God alone, that is something that our generation has to fight with ferocity. Because it's not going to stop. It's coming at you. The world is not going to say, okay, we're tired of of smartphones. Let's do away with smartphones. That's not going to happen. Instead, the demand for entertainment is only going to grow. And your heart has to become more and more fixated upon the living Word of God so that He alone can hold your attention. So may we be a people who do not seek to be entertained, may we never assume that a demonstration of the miraculous is ever what's needed in order for conversion. The simple preaching of the Word of God is all that's needed for conversion. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Truth That Transforms with pastor and Bible teacher Jason Wilkerson. Truth That Transforms is the daily teaching broadcast of Disciples Fellowship Church. We invite you to visit our website where you will find more resources to help in your journey of discipleship. You can find us at www.disciplesfellowshipnc.com or connect with our Facebook page at Facebook slash Disciples Fellowship NC. Truth That Transforms exists to glorify Jesus Christ through the teaching of His sanctifying and disciple-making Word.